Welcome to the Martial Arts Business Podcast, helping martial arts club owners grow, develop, and scale their schools with marketing, retention, systems, staff, branding, social media, and much more, giving you the tools and skills to become a black belt in business. Here's your host, three times world martial arts champion, award-winning school owner, successful business coach, and number one best-selling author, Gordon Bircham. Hi, welcome to the podcast and live video today. Um, it's a very special interview today um, from an amazing human being and martial artist, um, which I know you guys are going to absolutely love today. So um, we've got a super cool, absolutely super cool person on uh, who's going to be sharing with you his journey, really, and also not only his, his journey, but um, what he has done um, with his business over the last month and it will blow your mind and um, and more importantly what, what he's been doing over the last few years so um this gentleman's been a, a client of mine um for a few years now and um he's just made massive strides he's a fantastic and he's very humble and um, but he's one of the best if not the best full contact coach in the uk He's known all over the UK and around the world for his fighters and what he does with the school. Really world-class standard of teaching, teaching full contact, K1, uh, kickboxing. He'll explain all that stuff. Uh, but it's a real pleasure to welcome to the podcast and live video, Mr. Mick Crossland. How are we doing, sir? How are you doing, buddy? All right. I'm good. I'm good. We're on a live video here, so if you're in on the podcast, um, we've, um, we've just hit um, a bit of a heat wave here in the UK. So I'm here in my, um, what is my uh, studio, mini studio, it's my, my garden here. And we've got Mick Crossland in his hat, in his car, where he must be absolutely sweaty. So Mick, how are you doing today? I'm all right, I'm hot. I'm a little bit hot, but I need to make time for this. So uh, you make time and space where you can and uh, I'm doing all right, I'll be okay. Yeah, cool. So Mick, um, just, I mean, you've been on a phenomenal journey. I mean, you've been in martial arts. How long, just, let's just help the listeners know. So how long have you been in martial arts? What have you been doing? Okay, I started with um, Wadaroo Karate when I was uh, six. And then I was eight. I went and watched uh, Arthur O'Loughlin fight for the WK World Full Contact Karate Championship in my hometown. I decided that's what I wanted to do. And I've been training, I went and trained with Arthur and I've been training ever since. So since I was six, I'm 38 now, so wow, 32 years. Wow, <laughs> I didn't even realise. <laughs> have you just realised that? <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, I never, I never oh. stopped to count. I never stopped to count. It's all right, that's, yeah. good. that's good. That's good. And and what styles have you learned along the way, Mick? So what, what's been, what was your journey? Okay, like, so um, I studied Wadaroo for two years. I studied uh, freestyle karate, like sport karate, uh, and full contact karate. Um, and I also uh, studied Muay Thai and K1. And now I teach um, above waist kickboxing, which is what used to be called full contact karate, and uh, K1. We're predominantly a K1 gym nowadays because that's the most popular full contact ring sport, I believe. Okay, brilliant, cool. Uh, so you've been at you've been, you've done different styles, which is great. And I know you're an absolute. I know you absolutely love the martial arts. You love, Mike. You were you were a champion yourself. Tell us about that. Yeah, uh, well, my dream. I watched uh, eight years old. I watched Arthur O'Loughlin win uh, the Dutch fighter Ricardo Noslin. Uh, he beat him in the second round with a jump spinning back kick uh, KO. 
And I remember at eight years old, that just absolutely capturing my imagination. And I decided there and then that I wanted to be that guy in the ring. I wanted to be the world champion. And I worked long and hard and I veered off the path at different points. But um, I was lucky enough to win my own world full contact title, uh, professional world title, when I was 30, uh, I won in the third round with a third round knockout over the reigning champion. So, um, yeah. he was, well, he was the reigning world champion from a different organization. So I was really yeah. pleased with that. And to, and to, you beat him. Cool. I love it. Yeah, cool. Yeah. So, so, so tell us, I mean, we're going to tell a little story here as well about where Mick's been, but uh, like, tell how long have you been teaching martial arts now then, Mick? Okay. So I, I dabbled a little bit when I was younger, uh, under my own instructor, and I've always helped out, but like teaching seriously, we opened a full-time centre. I never did any part-time anything. I didn't have a clue what I was doing. I just opened a full-time centre in 2011, so uh, eight years now. So it's coming up eight years, just eight past years. eight years, I think, yeah. yeah. Brilliant. So you opened a full-time facility. You had no idea what you were doing. You just opened it up and away you went, yeah? Okay, so yeah. And what was that like? Okay, so, so we're sort of bringing you up to the point where, before you started, we started working together. But up to that point, what was what was running a martial arts school like up to that point when you were before we started talking? What was it like? Well, I had um, I had no clue what I was doing, but I just went hard at it with loads of passion and commitment, massive action every single day. Um, and I remember the decision to open a martial arts school for me was right. I'm unhappy in my job. I was a youth and community worker at that time. I wasn't getting the results I wanted with the people I was working with. I wanted to reach out and make a difference to young people and anyone within the community who I could work with. And I saw martial arts as a fantastic tool uh, for engagement uh, and getting people motivated and thinking about just self-improvement and personal development. Uh, so I, And the decision was, you know what, I'm not happy. So I cut all my... Uh, cost of living right down and I, the, the the ethos was I'm going to do something I love every day make a contribution and I don't care if I make money and so I just worked and worked and worked and worked and then we started putting on events I was doing personal training sessions 30 hours a week I was teaching 30 hours a week I would do frustration that goes along with running a business absolutely no systems and then I turned around one day after about three or four years I think and I'd earned triple what I ever earned at the highest level uh, when I was working. So that was counterintuitive to my my motivation. It's not about money or anything. And I was like, wow, just by doing something I love with passion, I'm having more success anyway. Sure. Uh, but then I also realized with competing at weekends and stuff, I was doing 100-hour weeks. I remember sitting down with my wife at the time and saying, right, okay, so it's been seven weeks since I had a day off. I've got this event here, so I'm going to have this Sunday off. That'll be my first day off in eight weeks. And then I was like, do you know what? I should do that. I'll make a rule. Every eight weeks, I need a day off, and I'm going to stick to that. And I was serious about that, like, that were rational. And I was doing that for a while, and there were times when I was cracking up. Uh, and then I seen you were doing a business course, and I thought, do you know what? Um, to become what I am and where I am in martial arts, I had to learn, I had to study, I had coaches, I had mentors. I sought out the best uh, in my field to learn from. And I thought, right now I'm running a business. I'm not actively competing, I'm running a business. So I need to seek out the best in, in this field. And you were running some courses at that time. And I remember I tried to get on one and uh, the, we were competing because we were always competing um, and I couldn't do it. And then you offered me a spot uh, 
on on your one-to-one coaching program. Mm. And I remember telling you early on, for me, it wasn't about motivation. I had work ethic in spades. Uh, You know, I was excited. I was passionate. My problem was I didn't need to work harder. I needed to work smarter. And what you did from that point was you gave me systems, you gave me processes, you gave me skills, uh, and you gave me the basics. Like when we teach a fighter, we teach them the basics. It's like I was out there fighting, at, you know, a good level. If you consider the fighting analogy in terms of my business, I was out there competing in business at a good level, but I had no clue what I was doing other than perhaps some natural t- talent and a lot of hard work. You taught me how to jab, how to hold the center of the ring, how to work my guard and my stance. So you gave me these systems and processes that kept me safe, kept me on track, enabled me to have a bad day, but yet still maintain momentum. Uh, so I knew it were all about working smarter, not harder. And you just came in and just gave me uh, all this criteria of skills that anyone in martial arts needs to have. That's amazing. So thank you for sharing. You, you've done all the work. It's, it's been amazing. I remember the first conversation with Mick Crossland. So anyone who's done my course, I always tell this story because it's amazing. So so Mick comes to me and, and we're going to get to the what this magical thing that Mick's done over the last uh, few few years but and what he's done over the last month. You need to stay tuned for this. But um, So when Mick started, he goes like, yeah, I think I've got about 200 members. And, and, and when someone says about, I just know that's not really it. And I remember I said, Mick, you need to go away and have a real look at your numbers. And I want monthly paying members. So Mick had some monthly, didn't Mick, and you had some pages you go ones and well, stuff like that. All, nearly all pages. Well. <laughs> it, it comes back. I remember 88 members. The thing Biggest days in May, 88 members he had, and he was like, "Oh, no. from from what he thought was 200 members." I mean, imagine that. Now he didn't like he didn't have a meltdown, but he did go wide, I think. And I, but here's what happened was like, you, I, I gave we worked really hard, and and he's worked his socks off to get where he wanted to get to, and and such an amazing learner. Like you, I can't, I can't take the credit for it. I put in, do I do, but. Mick is an ins- has an insatiable desire for quality, insatiable desire to succeed. And he's just taking the information and absolutely to the T, he implements it. And he's pulled in his own things along the way as well. And, you know, in his learn, in his, in, his, in his grown. And I mean, like, so I'll bring you up to date now where, where Mick is right now. So actually, Mick, tell them where, um, where you're at now. Don't, don't we won't, we'll, we'll discuss this other thing in a minute, but. How many, like, you had 88 members. How many have you got in your full-time facility now, roughly? So the, in your first centre, the first centre, we're at 440-some members now. So around about the 440 mark. And the, the second centre that we opened up uh, last year, that's at over 100 members. But that has been stuck on growth now for a few months because we're waiting. We're not pushing that because we're waiting on the building moving. There's been that's problems right. with the building. Uh, so that's around 100 and then we just opened up a third full-time centre in Northampton. And this was the one that I was like, do you know what? We've got this nailed now. We've got the systems. We've got the processes. We've got the backing of Gordon and his team. So it was like, we're going to do this right. And I want this to be like a flagship for all the techniques, the systems, the processes, the proof of what you teach. Because if I knew everything I applied, I applied it to the level of my ability at that time. So there were setbacks, there were stumbling blocks, there were challenges that could have been overcome with a more slicker delivery. So we were like, right, uh, we're going to do this one and we're going to do it exactly how it should be. 
Uh, sure. and, you know, you guys graciously gave us a day of your time with your team and helped us create a master plan. And as I always do, uh, I really try and follow. Like, I'm a big believer in the coaching process. So when I coach fighters, they need to follow me and trust me. And when I were with my coaches, I followed and trusted them, even if sometimes I didn't always agree. And like me and you go back and forth. And if, if I'm not comfortable, you like me to be comfortable. But whether I'm comfortable or not, I always follow your advice because I trust you and I believe in you. And um, so, yeah, so as I always do, I had a few reservations and things, but you supported me with it all. We implemented the strategies that you gave us. We ran that alongside of what we already know around the systems that are already in place. Uh, and, you know, we round out the first month on Monday and with the prospects that we've got booked in and the conversion rates that we are getting, I'm very confident we'll sit between 190 and 200 members after Monday night. So that'll wow. be our first month. Wow. Um, so if you're listening to this, let me put this into context. So we're, we're the month, so we launched this in June, in June, that's right, it? Was it, it was June? Yeah, the start of June, yeah, the first week of June. Yeah. Start of June. Right, so open a full-time facility, in Northampton, zero members. We worked we had about a three or four week plan, didn't we, up to it? Okay. So we've gone in, put the plan in place, work with the team on that. And by the way, like any plan, there's ups and downs. And there's like, because it was a bit of a different concept and there's a lot of challenges in there. Um, but like I said, Mick is all in. Like, and he's just gone in and absolutely smashed it. He's got 100, is it 185 members you've got now. We're seeing at one eight five now, yeah, yeah. We're gonna that's gonna pass one hundred eighty five members from a zero from the beginning of June. It's now June the twenty ninth or whatever it is. I think it is. Um, and he's got hundred hundred eighty five members, and he's got a prospect pool, and um, he will get to a, between one hundred ninety and two hundred by when the months ended. The actual one month, so nearly one month in. Okay, and he would have between 190 and 200 members, mate. That is unbelievable. Like, and what I want to say before I go come across to you again is like, this is a like this is a blueprint really for how to take on coaching, advice, mentoring, and um, learning. Not not just from me or anyone. Like, I'm on about how you learn and implement. Like, you are and you are a credit because. You don't, you don't just absorb, you apply. And I say this to people like, like there's so many people out there that they, they dabble, like they just, they do it, they learn it, but they don't apply it. And it frustrates me because, you know, they've got, there's so many things they could do. So like, you've just gone and absolutely smashed it and, and tell people like, how are you feeling now then at that process? Like you've done 185 members in less than a month in a new facility from a zero time. How are you feeling about that, mate? You know, I've not even considered it, right? And I'll tell you why. And I think I'm processing it now because you've asked me to think about that. But, right, so I, I was sat with my team on Friday and literally imagine, right, so we had about 550 members or something. And now we're just coming up to 750 members. And that happened in four weeks. So it's like what happened is we, like, we've grown by a third. It just feels like a bubble, like, and yeah. I'm like, the way my mind is, I'm all about like succeeding, achieving excellence, you know, raising the bar. I hold myself and everyone around me to high standards. And um, for me, the challenge now is, right, how how are we going to manage this? Because we've done it 
through hard work, through uh, effort, through smarts, and just kind of rallying round and covering all the bases that we knew needed to be covered. But we had no staff for them bases. Like, literally, I need to give a shout-out to my staff team. These guys have given me their all. There were days when they worked for free for me, and we'd go to, like, a little local place that had loads of cafes, and we do like a cafe crawl. So I just feed them all day because I couldn't pay them wages like for the extra hours that were doing for me. And so now the challenge, how I feel now is right. So we've done it exactly as we said we would. It's exactly what we targeted and we've achieved it. But now how can I consolidate? How can I grow my team, improve my processes and systems so that we can do this in our comfort zone? Because at the minute we're stretched. We're doing it well and we're loving it. But I recognize I'm trying to use forward thinking. And in six months, especially when we hit 300 members in six months in that center, and we're moving in our second center that's kind of uh, plateaued at the minute, we need to be so slick and so smart and so on point. So um, I just feel like, what's the next challenge? How can I improve? How can I get better? But when you were saying that, I did have like some satisfaction come in. Like, we were talking about this for a year. This is a passion project for me. I didn't do this because like, I need more members, I need more money, I need whatever. It's not about the money for me. I've got a friend, a very, very good friend of mine. We went through training camps together and everything. He's called Tyrone Power Jr. And he's the most phenomenally talent, talented kickboxer I've ever met in my life. And he was working on scaffolding sites. And we'd talk on the phone and he'd be like, oh, you know, I got home late today from work because a guy died on site, so we were all kept on site. And then just before we managed to open the gym, he damaged his fingers and he nearly lost his fingers in an accident. Oh. And I'm looking at this guy that's like ridiculously talented. He's he's charismatic, he's funny, he's charming, he's confident, he's very intelligent. He's like a born coach and a born winner as well. And, I, and it actually bothered me on a cellular level that he were on a scaffolding site earning a few hundred quid a week when he has got something world-class to offer to the world. So for me, it was a personal mission. So how I feel is like, well, Rock says, we're going to open you a gym and this is how we're going to do it. And now I feel like utter satisfaction that we were able to offer him, him that opportunity, but also that he's like loving what he's doing. He's making a difference in so many people's lives now. On a daily basis, he's making a contribution. So that's, for me, that's the win in the whole thing. And that, and, and that is why you're a phenomenal human being because you looked at, yes, you, uh, you've looked at it, you've seen it. And this, I want to re, uh, like readdress this here because he's kind of skimming over here, but it's very special what Mick's doing here because he's a very humble guy. He's not done it for his own reason. Yeah, he wants to build and branch out Combat Academy, and which is amazing. However, his sole mission was to help a young man who's world-class at kickboxing and is a phenomenal teacher and it's a place where it's really outside of your area, really, isn't it, Mick? You know, this yeah, is yeah. down south from where you are in Northampton, but wanting to change a guy's life. And by the way, he is a world-class teacher. And I see, like, I see your Facebook pages in Northampton. I see the work that he's doing in there. And what I want to reiterate this, guys, how many members have you got now, um, Mick, overall? overall the- we're, just, we're just approaching 750. 750, nearly 750 members. Here's what I want everyone to listen to from the podcast and on the live video. He has got a standard. Mick, Mick and the team have a standard that is just so high. And it shows that you can build a martial arts school and still maintain your standards. And it's so important. It's so important to what I teach and how I teach it. And But what's really powerful about what you've done there is, like, you've got nearly, you're pushing 200 members for a young, young kid there who is, my guess is his whole life has changed round 
He's now got a full-time job doing what he loves and while he's serving the community and you've now built your next arm of your phenomenal business. I mean, how that must feel amazing. I mean, that sometimes takes stock of that. That's that's unbelievable. It, yeah, wow. it, does, it, it does feel fantastic. I don't think I'd even entirely re- uh, like uh, rationalise to myself what we've achieved. I knew um, that we. I just knew we were going to do it all along. I knew it'd play out like this because the thing is, like, I know I can get people to turn up to a martial arts centre. Um, yeah. There's, and then there's two factors when they get there. One is how well they're welcomed and how well they're treated, how clear and clean and concise and precise the information that they get and the support that they get is. And then two, how effect, well, how good are the classes? Like, you know, how well are you serving your members ultimately? And the thing is, yeah. in this situation is, you know, all the ingredients were right. So I know how to do the marketing because I've been trained by yourself and your team. I know how to get vast numbers of people there. I know what work to do, how to engage with them, what words to use, what language to use, how to support them in, you know, being confident to take the chance to come down and try something that could change a life. Um, But I've got a team that believes in the power of what we do. So they got there and they got world-class treatment from my customer care team. And then they got on the mats and they got world-class martial arts. And like, for me, um, we started. I started teaching full time, mainly because you know I was playing a smaller game back then. As a fighter, I loved my career and I was very proud of what I achieved. But I was also very frustrated that I never felt that I got the. I didn't have the team around me all the time and the support and the direction from the right people that I needed all of the time. Um, you know, on a full time basis, like a full time gym around me. So I wanted to create something that offered that. Um, and we wanted to change lives, but I thought I was going to do that through an arm that was doing like youth work and things on the side. Um, and then that mission grew and I realized as I got more self-aware and I started to live a life that I loved every single day, I realized martial arts changed my life. And without martial arts, I wouldn't have been uh, where I was. So it gives me skills and confidence. And being a championship level fighter is what I clung to for my identity at a time in my life when I needed that to get me through difficult yeah. times. Like my peer group growing up didn't all do so well. A lot of them are dead for different reasons. Some in crime, some involved in drugs, alcohol problems, lots of stuff. I could have gone down that road, but I credit martial arts with what did that for me. So I wanted a gym that offered the opportunities to the fighters that I didn't get, the talented individuals. And then the second mission started to evolve and it started to be like, right, I want to give these guys like all the personal development and things that they need. These talented guys help turn out, you know, champions in life as well as champions in the ring. And then I started to realize, you know what? Martial arts is exactly what the world needs. So now only 10% of my, mem- probably 5% actually at this point of my membership are fighters. And it ain't about fighters. And we still serve fighters and we do great things with our fight team but we're changing lives you know whether they're ever going to do anything in their life we're helping them with confidence with social and emotional resilience which is a major thing this day and age when everyone's very sensitive and there's lots of offense taken at everything and lots of things like that we're, we're we're doing massive things we're working with families we're working with young people older people ladies and we're making a huge difference so like our mission and my vision is just growing all the time so it feels you know, in order to achieve what I want to achieve, we need to have massive reach. So, you know, to be sat here with nearly 750 members when we started, the first time I ever counted, we had 88. Um, it's mental. 
That is just nuts. And you're just going from strength to strength. And the great thing is what you've done is you, you, you've embraced it. And people who teach quality martial arts can may not embrace it as well. Like may see it as customer service. No, you just do martial arts. But what you understand, and this is the key component is, in fact, if you treat people well, they'll stay with you longer. If the service is important to get them in the dojo, so now you can teach them what you want to teach them. Because Mick, by the way, he's not changed his martial arts. If you look on his Facebook page, if you look at the quality they produces, it's world-class. So that's not changed, but he's bolted on all the systems and processes and service and team, which is huge, around him. And slowly be sure, by the way, Mick didn't have a team as such. He had his brother. He had his, his brother, wasn't it? And then, but he didn't have a team. He didn't have an infrastructure when he started uh, with me that, that, uh, a few years ago. But what he's done is he's slowly built that team, and he's got a phenomenal team. He's listened, learned. And to now go in and, and open another franchise and open it from a zero standpoint and put 185 members in in less than a month, and it's going to be – 290 to 200 in, within a month is just phenomenal there Mick and I want to congratulate you massively for being Thank you. you know an inspiration to many guys in the group you know it's it's great to see uh, it's just amazing and what you do is you you epitomize everything about martial arts business mastery why we set it up martial arts business mastery was set up simply to help people who are world-class at what they do great instructors to elevate our industry and many don't understand the importance of that in my heart is like to have world-class instructors be able to learn the business side and become black arts in business what that does is it helps raise the standard of the arts in the uk and that's what you you're, you're leading you're leading the trend man and it's just amazing what would you say to that mate i say we have an absolute moral obligation to grow the reach of quality martial arts. I'm tired of seeing world-class instructors going out of business, getting frustrated, getting jaded, becoming cynical. And, and, and they are, you know, I see so many people in the cynical, like, oh, we're all about quality. Um, it's like th th those guys are just in it for the money. They just, it's like, I think everyone teaches martial arts to make a difference. Well, you make a greater difference, the further your reach. Um, the key to that is though, is like, you are going to get more problems when you get bigger. Uh, but when, you know, when you get more problems, don't wish for less problems, wish for more skills. It's like, just grow, get better, go on the journey, have faith in what you're trying to achieve, never lose touch of the values uh, and the parameters which you set for yourself in terms of quality. And you can achieve anything that you want to achieve. And it really frustrates me because when people talk about McDojo's and, you know, some of these guys and the quality is not very good. Listen, don't sit there slating their quality when they're teaching 500 members in their center and you've got 30 because you yeah. are absolutely doing a massive disservice to martial arts, to martial arts students nationwide. If you are better than them, then learn what they are good at that's enabling them to engage mass numbers. Take that and spread quality martial arts because martial arts, we, you know, we need to raise the bar. It's not where it needs to be, but it's so much closer now. And you know what? Everyone talks about elevating the sport and they talk about getting in the Olympics and different things. Like, listen, these guys, we're not even running as dojos professionally. Do you know what I mean? Like, and you know, like, if, if we talk about, we want to be took seriously, if TV would cover us, if this would happen, if that would happen, mm -hmm. do you know what would be better? If we had 
a network of very positive professional mm. people willing yeah. to work, overcome challenges and work yeah. together and collaborate and create yeah. excellence across the board, share their knowledge, share yeah. their skills and yeah. elevate the sport that way. And you know when martial arts is like a multi-billion dollar industry or a multi-trillion dollar industry, yeah. watch the powers that be take note. And in everything it does, even in terms of like benefiting the sport, I run an event every year now called Kings of Combat. Um, in it's so much slicker. Uh, the production is off the scale compared to so many um, martial arts events that are run. And we're elevating the status of the sport and the perception of the sport in the minds of local people because of the skills I learned in running a successful business. And now I apply those to running a successful show as well. So if you want to get better and you want to improve the martial arts, which is your duty and obligation if you are a martial arts instructor, then you need to cover the bases. If you had a black belt who could only do half the syllabus, you wouldn't, you, you'd, you know, you'd downgrade him, you'd strip him. Yeah. So how can you walk around saying, well, I'm a great teacher, I'm so much better than that guy, but you don't know how to get students in, you don't know how to engage them, you don't know how to get the best from them, and you don't know how to retain them. Well, in, what I would say is you need to go back to school and learn because, you know, that's, that's where it's at. In reality, being a martial arts instructor, only one part is teaching martial arts. Absolutely. That, you, I couldn't have said it better myself. It's, you've got to become a black belt in business. Like it's so that is so like you you put that so eloquently then it's so amazing it's, it's really well put and you know I it frustrates me as well Mick you know I you know I I'm doing my most to try and help these people like I I did a one pound trial into my map to training you don't know how many people did the one pound trial into that map to training thing and they cancelled it after the first day because we're scared that we're going to pay forty seven pound a month of all the training that I put on like it's insane Mick like this is the mindset they're fear but they don't understand that you've got to invest for success like you know you've got to you have to invest in knowledge and wisdom and it's just amazing and, well, and it's i'm like, it's like not tra- again though it's not train it's like not training it's like you can't expect to win world titles if you don't train or you can't expect to fill your knowledge of the other aspects of being a martial arts yeah. instructor if you don't invest in yourself work harder on yourself than you do on your job as someone i look up to i follow jim Rohn. Like, how can we ask people to invest in themselves 50 pounds, 70 pounds, whatever, 90 pounds a month to train in martial arts when I'm not willing to spend like 50 quid a month on learning how to serve my members better? Yes. High five for that as a virtual high five. That is, that's it, guys. And you have to get out of this mindset. Here's, here's, the, here's the great news. Like, it's on a plate for everybody, but the problem is only so many people will pick up the knife and fork and eat it. Most people just look at the plate. You know, they're like, yeah, well, it's okay. I can't build up all these excuses. What's great about you, Mick, is you've, you've taken things and you've run with it, but you've, you've, you've not just run with it. You've absolutely, to a T, implemented it. And I've, I've got to say, I'm so proud of you. You're the epitome. You're the, a role model for what, martial arts and business and all that are in the uk and i just want to say a massive congratulations to you and i can see feedback already on the live feed and if you like what you hear if you're watching the live feed here i know you'll be listening to the podcast as well but comment below congratulate mick reach out to him he's a phenomenal human being there is going to be way more for mick and i want to reiterate 88 members to 250 plus members and he's going to smash the thousand member mark still teaching high quality he's going to not only do that He's going to serve his community. He's going to make money for his family. He's going to change people's lives. I mean, what a phenomenal time to be alive. So 
massive congratulations, mate. Awesome interview. Yeah. And um, it's just great. I'm going to leave you go before you melt in your car. Um, oh, mate, but just... yeah, it's like a sauna. <laughs> but um, <laughs> have you got anything else to add there, Mick? Uh, I just want to say, like, I, you know, I put this publicly sometimes, but I just want to say a massive thank you to you, Gordon, for being the inspirational character that you are. I understand. I understand, like, I don't think everyone understands it, but I understand that you want to make a massive difference. You've been at a point in your life where you didn't have the answers and you didn't get the results you were hoping for and that were painful for you. And you've took that pain and you've channeled it into something positive and the reach that you're having now is massive. You've changed my life. You've changed my family's lives. But now, you know, I'm changing the people around me's lives for the better. I'm making a difference. And that's all thanks to you. And I want to take that ethos, uh, you know, and inject it into the people around me and hopefully they'll pass it on. This is how we, we can all change the world is by, you know, the acts that we take um, in attempting to make a contribution to the people around us. That's what life's about. That's what I think. Anyway. So thank you to you. My, my pleasure. It's absolute pleasure having you on here. Massive congratulations. So proud to work with you and seeing what, what else lies in store in the next six months? Well, in the next month, uh, it'd be absolutely amazing. So well done, mate. Well, Go yeah, and yeah, Thank you, guys. Thanks for joining on the if you're listening to the podcast. I know we've got listeners all over the world listening to in 38 countries around the world now. Please connect with us. Connect with Mick. Connect with myself. Um, we're here to serve and help. So whatever you're doing, keep learning, growing, and you will continue to succeed. Well done, Mick Crossland. Thank you for being here. Take care, guys, and we'll speak to you all very, very soon. Take care. Thanks for listening to the Martial Arts Business Podcast. You can follow Gordon personally on Facebook at Black Belt in Business. Also, join our free Facebook group, Martial Arts Business Mastery Community, for some great advice, tips, and support on building your martial arts empire. Keep learning, developing, and growing, and you will become a Black Belt in Business.